This is the Property Solopreneur Podcast, and I'm Rachel Troughton. I'll be talking about everything you need to create wealth by building your portfolio in a sustainable and profitable way. I'll be sharing the realities of a property investing business. I'll talk bricks and mortar, buy to let, HMOs, flipping and planning game, as that's what we all enjoy doing. But I'll also share how to use good systems, processes, and find the right professionals to work with. In fact, everything that will enable you to become a successful property solopreneur. Hello, welcome to another episode. And today we're going to be talking about time, not as in a time management way, because that's for another episode what time really means to a property solopreneur. And I really believe that this is really key. It is the one thing that makes all the difference to your success or failure, because we can all find more money. We can all find more investors. We can all find more deals. What we can't find is more time. We can't store it up. And unfortunately, we can only use it once. It's not a reusable thing. So having discovered that, why do we all use it without thinking anything about it? And I think that's because normally, if unless you've worked for yourself before you came into property, you've never given it another thought. It's just always there. Well, there are two types of people with the whole concept of time. And there's the one that we've all seen and envied. They get it all done on time, very smoothly. They make it look easy. But actually, you know, they're just uber clear on what they want to do and their time and their activity. And they do what they say they want to do when they want to do it. And they deliver. And they're great to work with. I love working with people who've completely mastered the whole concept of time because they're there when they say they're going to be and they don't waste my time. Nothing worse than having an appointment cancelled constantly at the last minute because something came up. And then there are the others. And I will fully put my hand up to this when I first started in property. They never have enough time. And I certainly did. Worked in a complete vortex of activity. Things just used to come out of the ether at me. And I was spinning plates frantically. I hadn't worked out where I had to put my time and effort. It was exhausting, frankly, and not that productive. So time is really key to cracking this whole property solopreneur bit. And the unfortunate thing about it is that we are all in property, yes, to make money, but secondly, because we all enjoy it. It is fun. The whole industry is full of really nice people to chat to and have friends with and everything else. So time can be sucked away before you know what happens. The classic is, you know, the really good property meet. Years ago, there was a wonderful one called at the Berkshire property meet. And it start, you know, the, the whole session started at seven o'clock at night. But people used to appear from three o'clock onwards in the afternoon to have little sub meetings. And before you know what's happened, actually, the whole day was taken up traveling there because people used to come down from as far as Edinburgh and things. Your whole day's gone. Have you actually achieved anything other than fun and interaction? Had to be watched. So if you're in part-time property, And I'm fully supportive of people who do not want to do property full time. I worked for 10 years as director communications for an army charity 
while starting up my property company because I enjoyed my job. I don't see the point of giving something up that you enjoy. But I could do the two together. But I had to be like a mother hen with my time, really, really careful about what I did when I did it. And I would come to work with a little list of phone calls that I had to make because, you know, my estate agent could only be rung on a Tuesday and a Wednesday and and talk to my solicitor on a Friday. We all know the drill. But once I got into full-time property, the problem changed. I no longer had too little time. I almost had too much. How was I going to fill my day? Was I going to be, you know, doing it two days a week, three days a week? Well, unfortunately, nature hates a vacuum and it fills it with niff-naff. And the more time you have, the more funny little tasks come out of the woodwork for you to do. And I didn't want it to be one long work moment. So I had to put some really careful thought into the whole thing. And the way of doing it is to know that time is precious. If you always give it a value, you know, what, what, how much do you value it? Then you will look at each task and go, how much time am I going to spend on it? And that goes almost down to the fact you need to know your numbers. What are you doing? And how much of your time are you going to spend? So for those of us who were sourcing and finding investors and doing refurbs and had a, a letting company, time was very precious. And I, could, I had to divide it up in percentage-wise, I had a little pie graph and all the rest of it, so that I knew what I was doing. But when I then swapped, because I stopped my sourcing company because I no longer needed outside investment that way, and I could buy a few in from the outside because they were really good deals, why wouldn't you? Suddenly I had all this free time because sourcing takes up a phenomenal amount of time. And so how you run your company is going to make you very different from your friend who's also doing property that you know well. What you do with your time really does matter. And that's the truth that many solopreneurs absolutely resist. And that is, do you know there is someone else out there that can probably do what you want to do better than you? Well, If that's true, why don't you use them? Just because you know how to do something doesn't mean to say you physically have to do it. Now, they've probably spent years perfecting their their tasks. Classic example of this is graphic designers. For some reason, when we all start running our own companies, we think, I know, I'll drop onto Canva and I'm going to knock up the most amazing logo for myself. Well, every time I've done something like that, I've been really pleased with it until I've shown someone else. And then they've been less than excited about what I've created. And I can hear it now. I say things like, well, it took me all day. Well, do you know, I could have spent a 10-minute email session with someone, paid a little bit of money and got something so much better straight away back that I could use that I'd have been proud of. Well, it's a no-brainer. Learn to know what you aren't in your skill sets and outsource them for the time. Well, do you know what you're doing with your time? Because many of us who set up businesses just, it all gets going, you know, first week a bit slow, second week a bit faster, third week, oh my word, we're rolling. And suddenly you're absolutely flat out. Well, work out your budget per task. How much time are you going to spend nurturing your investors, going to networking meetings? And I always like to say that any of us who work for ourselves, we must view ourselves as queen bees and everyone else is a worker bee. And in property and as a property solopreneur, it is a myth that you are doing it all yourself. No, you're not. You are that little queen bee in the middle of all these people because you can't do all this other stuff. You are the 
person making sure it all happens. So the solicitor, the bill team, structural engineers, the letting teams, the sales teams, oh, I could go on and on and on. You, as the queen bee, has to give each of those people time and allocate it in your diary and then let them get on with it. And that frees you up for other things. Cash flow needs to be monitored. All those business activities that some people always do at the last minute. Well, if you've got time down well, you can allocate time in your diary and then really concentrate on the stuff that makes a difference to you. Making sure your accounts are filed on time. It's amazing the number of people with small companies who just cannot get their accounts in on time. And it's not because they don't want to, it's because they haven't found time. And so put aside a small amount of time every week to make sure your shoebox of receipts or however you control them is actually dealt with. You've got to make sure you're making a profit because otherwise, what is the point? You might as well close the door and go and do something else. But unless you look at your figures and ask the questions, you are not going to know if you've made a profit. And most crucially of all for the property solopreneur, if you are borrowing money for an investor, is making sure you get that investor money back on time. Because if you don't, all your social media in the world will not rise above the little whispers that will start. And you want to be known as somebody who delivers both on the profit and getting the capital back to them. We don't live in a vacuum. We've all got home lives. And if you are building for the future, it's really vital that you make sure that you do remember to live in the present. Otherwise, you're going to be worn out and you won't have a future when you get there because everybody else will have gone. Tragic. So make sure you've put that into your time. I like to measure my time with five bar gates. I have a piece of paper on my desk and I just do those little four uppies and one across to say how much time I've been doing. And that's because I just remember to do it that way. It's stuck right in front of me and I can see it. Now, other people who've grown up with phones and computers will use an online tracking system. Quite happy. It does exactly the same thing. You've just got to remember to open and use it. And you've got to review what you've done. You've got to understand the task and then make sure that you've done it as it should be. So I, for instance, make sure that when I visit estate agents, that I'm in and out in under 10 minutes because I don't want to hold up their day. And when I say 10 minutes, I've allocated that because I may not be the only person in the room. So that's including my hanging around and having a quick look in the windows to see if I've missed anything. And I stick to it. I don't let myself get deviated. And availability, a big one in, in property. Again, it's because we think we need to be there 24-7. Well, no, you don't. A great friend of mine is extremely good at getting new investors because he's, he's one of those people, when you meet him, you just feel really relaxed and comfortable with. And what's more, he's available. So if you are doing something early in the morning and you want to call him at six o'clock, he'll answer the phone. He's always up. If you want to call him at 10 o'clock at night on a Sunday, he's still there. He can answer your question. He can be really helpful. However, when you are a client further on down the line, he's available to his new clients at those outlying times. And he wants you now to shuffle into the bit in the middle, which is the normal working day. But that's not what he gave people at the beginning. And he does have a big drop-off list because people go, but that's not what I bought into. I thought he was available at these times. That, I, I feel that the rules have changed. His customer service has faded in their eyes. But if he'd only said, I'm available 
from 9.30 or whatever, or look on my calendar, book in. We'd have all done that. Everyone would have liked that. And you've got exactly the same result and probably with much better feelings all round. So set your boundaries. And remember that how you use time really does impact on how others perceive you. So if you are in the world of trying to attract investors, why are you giving off vibes that you are so busy and life is so frantic that you really don't have time for anything? No, no, I don't want my money with someone like that. I want my money with someone who is completely in control and can deliver. They may not be as big as the person who's frantically busy, but I'll feel safer. And also, as a mentor, and I see this quite a lot, there are some people in group mentee groups who always arrive late without having said they're going to, if you said, that's fine, always arrive late, slide in and just assume that because they're having a very frantic day, that everyone who actually got their stuff together and is sitting down and on time are going to go, oh, wow, yeah, you're having a dreadful day. Don't worry. You go first. And then they go, oh, sorry, got to go. Bye. That's not joining in. That's not giving back. And it's interesting that those people often are the ones who slowly fade away. They don't actually succeed in the way they want to. But they're baffled as to why it isn't working for them. They're so busy doing everything that lastminute.com, but they get burnout. So you must value your time and work out how to do it. Do you have a price on it? I know how much I price myself and I priced myself very early on, which was the only way that I could think of to make sure that I didn't do, you know, the silly things like go and spend time driving somewhere to buy ink for the printer and that kind of thing. So, you know, solicitors charge by the quarter of the hour. Why don't you charge yourself by the quarter of the hour? So if you had to pay yourself, you'd be really clear on your actions and your results and what you were doing with your wastage. You know, you'd suddenly go, oh, lordy lose! I've just wasted half an hour. That's X amount of money gone. It would matter because time really does matter. You can have the best, most dynamic plan in the world, but if you've got no time, you'll have no action. And with no action, you won't get any results. And with no results, your plan will fail and you'll have a failed dream. And that's no good. So make sure that your key point here is find the time to make it all build and work. And part of that is just being really, really honest with yourself about time and how you use it. So for instance, I did a lot of mentoring in Bristol. I live in the east of England. It's a five and a half hour drive. So on a Sunday night, I always used to stay in a hotel that had to be crossed off time-wise. And that meant half the morning on a Monday was spent traveling. Well, I just used to write Monday off. I did not work on a Monday. And lots of people used to say, you don't work on a Monday. How can you do that? Well, to me, every day, I'm, I'm also married to a farmer. So work is seven days a week. So I don't mind whether it's a Monday I have off or a Saturday, as long as we're doing what I need to do. So it was that concept of time and what I could do with it that had to really sharpen up. And I don't worry really particularly about nine to five. The nine to five bit is how other people interact with me. But if I want to do something outside these hours, I'm very happy to. It's just another day if you're self-employed. And so getting your mind around how you view time is really important. Try and iron out that, oh my God, it's a complete nightmare. I have really got to do this today and I don't care what else I've got on my books. It's got to be done now. Well, don't get yourself into that situation. Make sure that if you book onto that exciting course that you've just seen on Instagram, which you know is going to make such a difference to your life, we'll do everything about that course now. So book the train ticket, book the hotel, 
put down in your diary ahead of time what it is you've got to do for that course. And then forget about it. Look forward to it, but don't worry about it. And it'll pop up on your CRM diary saying, don't forget, you've just got to collect these bits of paper or whatever it is, print some new business cards or whatever for this course. That's it. You don't have to worry. And your day on that day doesn't get thrown to the wind. You've got it all under control. So really, what I'm saying is that time comes down to planning what you actually want to do and how you want to do it and stick to this. Now, a lot of us don't, but when I'm doing some new creation for something, you know, I've got some new courses coming out, for instance, if I'm sitting at my desk doing that, I'm afraid time just slips away without me noticing. And I've discovered the only way I can control it is actually to tell somebody else that I'm going to do something. And I have a friend and I literally, we have a little WhatsApp group, there are three of us, and we'll go... 90 minutes starting now on X and we press the button and the buzzer goes in 90 minutes and I stop doing whatever it is. And the other person quite often comes back and goes, did you do that? Yes or no? Because otherwise I find that I will just go on working and working and working and refining and refining and refining and not actually getting anywhere. So this is a way that I found for myself of managing to keep time under control. And I have habits and routines. So I know that I have set days when I have calls, mentoring groups. I know when I'm going to be working. And that makes life very easy. They know how to get hold of me and I know when I'm available. And I don't think that I have to be working all day. So some days, uh, as I said, I'm sitting on a farm. This is harvest time at the moment because I'm recording this in early September. So there's a lot of activity going on and it's not just the crops. You know, the trees are full of fruit and, and all that sort of thing that's got to be dealt with. So I have my time aside at certain times of the year for doing things that are not obvious money spinners. Now, when I first started doing all this, I was a free thinker. I wanted to float about. You know, I like, I don't like being hemmed in. But I soon discovered having a diary which told me what I wasn't doing today was great because I could then do whatever it is that I wanted to. I was controlling my time and I learned to switch off, to refresh the mind and not be on call 24-7. But it did mean that by doing that, I worked really hard when I was working and I could create a very successful and profitable company. It's just up to us as to how we use our time. And if it's not working for you, just take time out and look at yourself and work out where you can adjust it all so it will work for you. Because the only person who can make it work for you is you. We've all got the same rations of time to work with. It's just up to us as to how we do it. So if you get the time right, everything will fall into place. And if everything falls into place... Trust me, you really will become a wildly successful property solopreneur. Thank you for listening to the Property Solopreneur podcast with Rachel Troughton. If you want to create a professional and profitable property business, download my property business checklist now at racheltroughton.com slash checklist.